0: Welcome to The Real Talk with Tanya Sakowitz podcast, where we help parents and caregivers gain knowledge to increase their confidence and their success in caring for young children. We will cover topics like feeding your baby, getting your baby and you some much needed sleep, and pretty much anything else that has to do with caring for babies and their families after birth. Society sets parents up to fail, and we are here to change that. You can also find full video versions of each episode on our YouTube channel, Newborn Care Solutions. Thanks for tuning in. Good evening and welcome to Real Talk, where every Sunday night we offer insight, education, and resources to in-home caregivers and those affected in their world. These are the children, the parents, the extended family, and everyone who loves them. And our goal is to offer real-life topics and learning, throughout discussing real issues and offering real solutions. And tonight, I'm very excited to welcome a guest that I have known about for quite a while and whose product I love. So I'm excited to have her on tonight. Her name is Judy Co. So welcome, Judy. It's great to have you. Hi. Thank you for having me. And I'm excited. We're going to tell everybody a little bit about you. And then we're going to have a, a talk about, A, your product, but B, the benefits of your product and what that can mean for families. So I'm gonna introduce first to you guys all, Judy. She is the co-owner of the SWATO Swaddle, And a lot of you in our audience have heard of that. Um, a lot of you probably have had your hands on it. If you've been at some of our trainings, you know that at Newborn Care Solutions, this is a product that we love. And so I'm gonna tell you about it. Judy has an MBA and a master in education and is now studying pre-nursing. After working for 10 years with parents and their newborns, offering parent-child development classes and seminars, she channeled her passion for newborns and her empathy for new parents, and for those of us who have worked with them or been one, we all understand that, and developed the SWATO swaddle, hoping that she would be able to help one baby and one family at a time. And we're going to dig into that. And we're going to talk about selecting a swaddle tonight. But Jody, first, tell us a little bit about why that was such a passion and why you decided to pursue this.
1: Okay, um, it actually just came from personal experience. I love babies, but before I got married, I was very career focused, driven you know, uh, in the business world. But since once I had a baby, I'm like, this is mine. I didn't want to go back to work. I was like very engrossed in attention, tending my baby. However, my first child was a very sensitive baby, um, very difficult to take care of. I have average about like two hours of sleep every night. And back then, he was born in 2005. So back then, there weren't easy swaddles around yet. It was just like one piece of blanket. And as a result, you can imagine, like as a new mom, I wasn't able to swallow very well, even though looking at all the instruction video, even though um, trained by the nurses, uh, he was still able to get the blanket loose. And with the worry of covering the, the faces and uh, running risk of suffocation, I forgot swaddling or just like holding him to sleep pretty much every day, you know, tucking his arm in front of his chest, holding him tight. Um, In essence, it's mimicking the womb environment with my hand. And the reason, I've always been passionate with babies, and uh, after my, well, with my first child, because of the difficulty, I also went through a period of postnatal depression that was pretty bad. And back then, I didn't realize why it was, but because of it, I have a lot of empathy for new parents. Mm I ended up growing with my baby. So when he started um, growing, I learned so much about babies. I learned about babies' neural development. I took training in infant education just so that I could be a better mom, sort of. And um, chances, just the opportunity just came about that I started teaching people around and to develop this model, that's even more coincidence. I wasn't looking into development product, but we encounter a very special fabric that's essentially can replace Velcro, that's soft and quiet. Um, and when I saw it, I'm like, oh my God, this is like ideal product or ideal fastener for making anything for baby." And then we just started that way, yeah. <laughs> Yeah.
0: No, I love that. And so it was certainly your fabric was the first thing that drew me to your product. Um, And when I heard about it, the first thing I did was jump on and order one. I wanted to get my hands on one. Um, And then we sent one to our operations manager who was Mm -hmm. pregnant at the time and said, Hey, you got to try this out. And she was like, Oh my gosh, it's so soft. It really is legitimately quiet. Um, And then we ordered a bunch for one of our training events. And sold them all instantly to everybody at our training event, uh, which was awesome. And people love them. So we hear this commonly, your problem, the problem from a lot of parents that getting their babies swaddled properly when you're dealing with just a big square can be very difficult. Now I've gotten really good at that over the years and I can teach people to do that, but a lot of times it's a whole lot easier to just have a set product. But we also hear, oh, I should swaddle my baby. Oh, I shouldn't swaddle my baby. It's good. It's bad. It's good, but only this way. It's bad all the time. So there's all this information out there. You've done a lot of research. You've got the background in this. So what I want to talk about first, not a specific swaddle product, but what are some of the benefits of swaddling? Can you share with our audience? why they should consider for their family swaddling, possibly, and if it's the right thing for them.
1: Yes. Um, again, swaddling is great, but then again, I still have to say it is baby-specific. Yeah. Um, some of the generic benefits that most of people know about is that it mimics the womb environment. Imagine that how a baby was inside our womb, they were, they were, they were covered they were enclosed in a tight wall and once they're out of the womb they are in this open space and um it's scary you know and also once they're in this open space they have all these stimuli coming in at them there's lights there's images there's noises there's they are just overwhelmed with all the sensory input. So in essence, um, they have this uh, reflex called the moral reflex, which supposedly was originated as a protective reflex or device so that when baby encounters issues or, um, a uh, danger. Like, for example, if you put a baby on a flat surface, if people were rolling, they sense that um, their vestibular system is encounter some kind of sensation. They open up their hands to stop themselves from rolling. If that didn't work, they enclose themselves into a ball. So when they fall, they are protected in their core body. So in essence, that's what moral reflexes so swaddling, one of the benefits of swaddling for mimicking the womb environment is that, A, baby have the familiarity of being enclosed, mm-hmm. and B, the moral reflex, it um, dims down the effect of the moral reflex. Because babies are not in danger like constantly, You know, with all the stimuli, they are not in danger constantly, but it dims the effect, so the baby doesn't have to out-thrown moral reflex, and hence their cortisol level won't rise up as much as it would have been. And other benefit related to the enclosed wall is the uh, proprioceptive uh, development, sensory development. Um, proprioceptive sense is sort of what we call the sixth sense or the stage sense in a way. So let us know where our body is in the environment where our body parts are. And I know it might be difficult to imagine that we don't know where our body parts are, but babies don't. They don't know where their body stops. Imagine that's quite a scary feeling, you know, like, and that's why you, 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 you can see that baby tend to scoop up to the side of the cradle, to the rail, so they could, be close to something, or even if you are a close sleeping parent, baby tend to scooch up to you all the time. No matter where you are, they just migrate themselves to you because they want to have the proprioception senses uh, be stimulated, and swallowing does that.
0: Very nice. That was, and that's interesting. That's a concept that I, I understand, um, but I had not heard it expressed that way. So that's a great way to express it. Um, One of the things that you and I know it also can be really good for is particularly some sorts of babies. And I love that you mentioned it's baby specific because of course there's no one size fits all. We're not all identical, but there are certain things that this can help with, with babies who have certain types of temperaments. So can you talk a little bit about babies who are really alert or
1: really sensitive and how this
0: could impact
1: them? Right. So baby are born with their own temperament. And, you know, from genetics, it, there could be a whole bunch of reason, regardless of what the reason is. Some baby, you know, they're just more sensitive. And they're more sensitive because they're more quick to react. Um, they're when our sensory, uh, sensory reception receives the stimuli, it usually sends the sort of the message or electronic message into our brain for us to react. And you can imagine like turn on the switch, not all stimuli will be reacted, but it, sometimes they accumulate. It has to be uh, generate like a big enough electronic impulse for it to turn on, like switch on the light in a way to react. So some people have temperaments that their color level is just slightly lower, and hence they are more easily alerted or uh, impacted by everything that's surrounding them. So you could you could you could sort of observe your baby to see if they are particular alert to sound, for example. You know you could see that they are constantly looking, and they might be looking for sound sources, sounds that you're not hearing, because babies they have, uh, they could hear a wider range of noises that we cannot hear, the higher pitch noises. Baby's ears are more sensitive to that. And there are some tests um, on, online on the internet that if, if you're interested, you could test it out yourself. It's pretty interesting. But uh, so you can see like these babies, they're highly alert. And what happens when they're highly alert? impacts their moral reflex, especially when they're sleeping. If it's a constant sound and it's okay, but when they're sleeping, all of a sudden they hear the sound, they're jello awake. And what they do? They don't know if they're safe. They think they're in danger, so they cry. Mm -hmm. So if your baby is, you can can envision, you you can see your baby being more sensitive, then swaddling would definitely help baby a lot. And for the the temperament of babies who are more sensitive uh, who are more quick react, it definitely will help.
0: Yeah, I love that. And it makes so much sense. And so I hope that our, our, our viewers and our listeners can really relate to that and maybe take an opportunity to watch their baby a little more closely and see if it might be beneficial. Um, we also know that our babies that are constantly moving, it absolutely can have an impact on that. And there are different ways that we might even be able to know if it's a baby who's a little more sensitive. Can you talk a little bit about that, about our babies who are very active
1: or moving all the time? Um, for babies who are moving and active all the time, they obviously are very um sensitive or interested in again, they are there a lot of their movements are juddery. So these are electricities that sort of send messages to their muscle without their decision to do so at that such young age. You know, it just went directly. So it's really a reflex. Um, if you see baby doing a lot of juddering movements, um, majority of those juddering movements means that baby have a stronger reflexes and which hence they could have stronger more reflexes. But you could also see baby that who might not have the, um, sort of the uh, voluntary movement of like uh, sucking their fingers or rubbing their faces or pulling their ear, pulling their hair. These are still reflexes movements, but these are reflexes movements that give them a sense of um, comfort in a way. So for example, the sucking reflex, when they feel something in their, on their mouth, well, on the corner of their mouth, they automatically suck. But the sucking gives them a sense of satisfaction. So when you observe your baby have sort of so-called self-comforting movements, um, they can't, like for example, suckling is the most common known or well-known um, self-comforting reflex. We could put when you are doing the swallowing, you could like use swallowing to put your baby's hand closer to their mouth. So whenever they want to, they're easier to find light. Whereas if the baby's hand is just out thrown, they don't have the muscle strength to bring the hand into the mouth yet. They can't. <laughs> it's not there. So they are not able to self-comfort. So by by observing how your baby will find comfort you could try to use swallowing to put their hands closer to the face, closer to the hair. Well, we don't want them to pull their hair, but, you know, touching their face, touching their ears, sucking. Um, These are different ways that you could help your baby have uh, easier or closer access to the source of comfort as opposed to just having their hands throwing out the valve. They can't find it.
0: Yeah. And that's a great point. So often we overlook some of the simplest ways of helping our babies. And that's a great way is to observe and then respond to that through this. Um, so we know there's different types of swaddles. There's different solutions to, hey, I want to swaddle my baby. Can you kind of talk about that and share some information around that in case somebody says, okay, I think I want to try swaddling, but where do I start? What do I need to know?
1: Okay, um, yes, definitely. There are tons of solutions out in the market. It's overwhelming for parents to choose the one they want or like how do they know which one is good for my baby. Um, there they are basically, let's see, one, two, three, four, about four categories. Um, one is the traditional one, the big blankets. And the big blankets are literally, uh, there's like so many brands out there. And um, some of the benefits that it's, you could do it as tight or as loose as your baby prefers. Some baby enjoy pushing, and some baby enjoy having a little bit of movement with their hands. Um, again, a, a, a separate thing is we always suggest that if you're gonna swaddle your baby's arms in to put it in front of the chest, as opposed to directly down. So they have access to the sensory neurons in their receptors in their fingertip and um, a pressure on the chest also give them a sense of comfort. So anyway, so, uh, and the difficulty with the big blanket is even though it has the capability to be as tight as you like, you sort of need to be efficient or proficient in doing so. And that's the difficulty part. We're sort of the con in a way for most of new parents. And if you don't do it correctly, it could potentially cover up the face. Um, It's potentially suffocating hazard. So if you do decide to use the big blanket, make sure that you find one that's uh, muslin is a better fabric material of choice than say cotton because it's more breathable. So in the um, you know event, unfortunately event that I got loose and covering up the baby's face, at least they'll still be able to breathe. So that's something you want to consider, the breathability of the fabric. We can use the, the big square or triangle, whatever, a big cloth one. And other one is the zipper swaddles. And the zipper swaddles are easy to use because you can just put baby in and then zip it up. So those are very comfortable, easy, and it provides the restriction and also uh, provides some movement for baby. The only problem is it cannot be adjusted. So you don't know if your baby enjoys tighter restriction or they enjoys more movement Um, and Again, babies' enjoyment changes day by day as well. Like today they feel like they want to be more tightened, more you know, hugged. And the next day they might want to have more freedom, more mobility of their limbs. So the the concept of zipper wise is that you can't really adjust that. You kinda uh, unless you buy multiple sizes, and you kind of have to constantly change in sizes according to baby's uh, development, according to their growth. So uh, be prepared to be spending a little more money <laughs> in that aspect. Um and then there's the vest type. The vest type is that you sort of put in a sleek sack on the baby and then it has the wings to cover up. Um for the, these, um, you could adjust the tightness of it based on the arms portion of it. Um, so that's good because you could do it as tight, as loose, and it's also relatively easy to be able to zip up as well. Um, The only thing is most, well I should say, all the vest style ones in the market I'm currently aware of, the enclosure of the wing is all all uses velcro which we know is pretty noisy we know baby may be sleeping but as soon as you open it they might start crying or they might have this more reflex that show up so you know in the middle of the night the baby accidentally wet a swaddle and you need to change it that's kind of difficult a dilemma you know mm-hmm. um and there's the adjustable swaddles that just purely uses the um, let's see, a fastener solution to um, enclose the arms. And the benefit of that, obviously, you could adjust it as tight or as loose as you want. You could even adjust where you want to put the hands, whether in front of the chest, whether it's like one arm out, whether it's both arms out, whether it's like even just underneath the chin, by the face, you could you have a bunch of reflexibility. And Currently, the adjustable ones, there's the, most of them are in Velcro, basically. And that's why we developed SWATO, <laughs> obviously, because uh, we see the Velcro one, it's not really, again, the, the noises, um, the touching to baby's faces, scratching baby's faces, the catching to baby's current clothing. So the alternative solution is the adjustable swaddle with the soft fastener, non velcro fastener. So these are basically four big categories in the market that the parents can consider. And based on how you observe your baby, you could decide which solution would suit your needs.
0: Fabulous. So we're going to share a little bit more information in the feed around that. But Judy, tell us specifically what kind of swaddle the SWADO is, which of those categories it fits in there. Tell us a little bit about this product
1: specifically. Okay, okay. SWADO, SWADO is the SWADO is spelled S-W-A-B-O. <laughs> so SWADO, SWADO is the adjustment swaddle. It gives you the, old, the flexibility of adjustment that we just mentioned. And instead of using Velcro, we use a fabric uh, fastener that's in essence, sort like one side of it is like velvet, and the other side is sort of like terry cloth, like uh, wash cloth, terry cloth. And this particular fastener, we call it the good catch fastener. Um, yeah, so that's the special thing about, about swaddle is that you have the benefit of adjustable swaddle without the noise or the scratchability. Yeah. And I can
0: say personally, because I've had my hands on these and I've used them, they really are like that. They are soft. And at first I was like, no way, there's no way you can have quiet Velcro. And that's why I I hate Velcro swaddles normally. Um, Now there's an occasional baby that they don't wake up, but most of the time they wake babies up. Um, They're effective in holding them, but they wake them up. And when I got my hands on your product, I was like, oh my gosh, this is going to revolutionize our industry. It's going to revolutionize swaddling.
1: And that's what we're hoping for. That's what we're hoping for. Um, Baby waking up is no big deal. The problem is baby waking up with a high cortisol level, they start crying and they get excited. and You end up having to, having difficulty put them through bed. If they just kind of open eyes, you know, Wiggle a little bit and be able to fall back asleep. Then that's totally fine. So we are hoping to eliminate the sources or the co- the effect of uh, of waking baby up, like before the alert in the middle of the night. Yeah, absolutely. So well.
0: We have learned a whole lot really fast here. i really excited for all that you've shared with our audience. Before we wrap up, is there anything else that you wanted to
1: mention today? So um, right before we finish, just very quick, let me show you what Tonya uh, was saying about how quiet it is. So this is a swaddle, our swaddle swaddle, and I just want to, you to listen.
0: Isn't that amazing? she put that right up next to the microphone and you cannot hear it. And that That is
1: is part of what's so amazing. Right. Um, I also want to mention that uh, the fastener is not only quiet, but it's also very secure because we have encountered parents saying that, oh, my baby would just struggle out of that no easily because it's so easy to open. But let me show you how tight it actually is. When the two wings, these are the wings that we swallow babies. And when the two wings are overlapped, and my hand's in, I pull.
0: It's not coming out. Yep, I love that. And given that I've had my hands on these, I can verify that they are very strong. Um, So Judy, I just want to tell you, thank you for joining us tonight. Thank you for sharing so much of your knowledge you know, not just the product, but all the information around babies and why they can benefit from this. Um, It really has been a pleasure to have you. And I know our audience will have gotten some great takeaways. So thank you.
1: Thank you so much, Tanya, for having
0: me. Absolutely. And to our audience, thank you for joining us tonight. If you have any questions around this or anything related to swaddling, please put them in the feed and tag Newborn Care Solutions or tag Judy and we'll make sure that you get answers. And of course you can watch this along with any of our past episodes over by going over to newborncaresolutions.com and clicking on the education tab this is under all of our free resources. You can also find us on our YouTube channel and all of the major podcast channels. So thank you for joining us and have a great night. Thanks for listening to The Real Talk with Tanya Sakowitz podcast. Make sure to subscribe so you don't miss any episodes. And if you liked what you heard, please share it on social media or send it directly to someone you think might benefit. It would also be a huge support if you could rate and review the podcast on whatever player you're currently listening on so that other people can find the content easier. You can also connect to us by following us on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, and TikTok, or checking out our website at newborncaresolutions.com. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you on the next episode of The Real Talk Podcast with Tanya Sakowitz.